What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Money Compton. You are listening to the Sports Business Podcast, which is available on all platforms. So Google, Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, Apple. If you got a podcast where you were listening to it, we're there. Um, you can also find us on the Twitterverse at Sports Business. You can also find me at Instagram at Money Compton. You can also find us on the World Wide Web. That's S-P-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S dot com, as well as email the show. Uh, and also email the show where you almost had to sit there and take flight because we're definitely going to get into that. We're also going to get into uh, another NFL trade that happened. We're also going to talk a little bit about y'all's favorite subject, college basketball. And then we're going to talk a little bit of NBA and then we'll wrap it up with uh, the dummy of the day. Um, but I feel like the dummy of the day is probably going to get tied into what I'm about to talk about now. <sighs> Boy, I tell you what, when we, we black people, we, we show know how to cut up in public when we need, when, when the time just, when it's just not the right time. Um, last night I was doing something with my kids actually. So I think I was getting the kids ready for school. Um, probably doing something else so I really wasn't on social media um it really wasn't any sports on last night um so I was kind of just I was batting around the house as my grandmama would say so I was batting around the house getting things done not really giving a hoot about what was going on I get a random text message or a dm that was sent to me and it was like yo peep game and I was like okay so I, I turned it on and I, and I see one Will Smith uh, getting up out of his seat and slapping Chris Rock. And I was like, oh, okay, well, all right. Um, if initially, I thought it was staged. I honestly thought it was a joke. Um, Chris Rock, I mean, you know, he kind of got played on, on national, around the world. Um, and he handled it the best way he could handle it, uh, trying to laugh it off. Or he could have... He could have went another way and squared up, and next thing you know, we would have had a prequel to what WrestleMania 38 will be looking like this weekend. But, um, you know, so so I saw it, and I was like, come on, man, for real? This is what we doing? This was signed on the streets? Um, so it was really an eye roll for me. And then I get on social media, and it's spreading like wildfire. Um, there was two things that I took away from it. One, um who the hell votes on the uh, the academy award like the oscars like because i'm looking at these movies um coda was the best picture um uh i i you know will smith won best actor and we'll get into that um jessica christian won best actress for a movie called the eyes of tammy faye um what else was another runner-up for best picture dune Belfast, The Power of the Dog, uh, Nightmare Alley. Like, who the hell watches these movies? Because if I'm looking up the 2021 biggest box office um, that grossed, it was Spider-Man No Way Home, Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings, Venom Let There Be Carnage, and Black Widow. Those are your top five uh, domestic box office hits that happened in 2021. I didn't hear any of them names being pulled up for the Academy Awards, so I always had a question is like, why is all these different life up high or uh, uh that's another one i think that won the academy award like why are these random movies always win the best picture but they never counter in what does the biggest in the box office because to me as a consumer 
you would think that that's probably where the Academy would probably say, hey, that should probably win best best actor or best picture or yada, 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 because that's where the, you got to follow the money. But they're going off of art or whatever. I mean, that's cool and all. But that's one of the reasons why I don't even watch the Academy Awards is because I'm looking at movies that I just ain't digging in and I really just don't care and I'm not going to find the time to watch it. So um, that was my number one thing is like, oh, damn, all y'all really watch the Oscars because last year it was the Oscars are so white or you know, we ain't watching the Oscars, but I guess everyone tuned in or the the, 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 the whole thing went viral um, between Will Smith and Chris Rock. And my thing was, who cares, bro? Like, honestly, who cares? Y'all woke up this morning and put your pants on the same way y'all did yesterday. Um, and, and that was my two cents. And I, I said it on social media is like, you know, y'all, y'all, people be quick to say something about the Oscars are so white, but then y'all want to comment on the Oscars like, Y'all can't have y'all cake and eat it too. And then also, some of y'all just love ped- the pettiness and the weirdness of Hollywood. Like it really shows, and it really shows the immaturity, um, the, the 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 one the the love of trying to um, be the be the the coolest person or the best takes. Um, giving out the best takes to get that double tap for a like like it really shows like the, the thirst trap that y'all be having for some of these celebrity news um and, and that's why i really didn't comment on it. i haven't really said anything about it is because i don't care like i got my own life to live and will smith and chris rock and jada pick they don't give a damn about me and they damn sure don't give a damn about y'all so why are y'all up in their business is what i don't understand yes they put their business out in the world so be it it ain't going to change on how they live in their life, and it shouldn't really change how you live in your life. So that's the, my two cents on it. Um, at the end of the day, on, on some real G2G stuff, Will Smith, I really hope you get your Oscar taken away. Like, if we're keeping it a buck, you need your Oscar taken away. Like, I get, I totally, as a person who, who's about to get married in a, in a, in a year or so, um, I totally understand defending your wife, defending, you know, at all costs. But at the same time, don't be out here quoting um, Venus and Serena Williams is the father talking about, you know, you know, what, what would he have done during your acceptance speech? Because now you, now you out here looking even more stupider because his father, their, their father came out today and stated that that's not, that's not how you do things until somebody puts hands on you. Then that's when it's the green light. But for you to get up and slap this man, it, it just ain't a good look. Now, what I probably would have done, I probably would have accepted my award. I'd have called Chris Rock out called him out for being out of line and out of pocket. And then I went backstage and handled, you know, we could have squared, squared up side on scene. But for you to walk up, you know, he kind of can't do nothing. And for you to slap him, you look, you look kind of, you look kind of suspect right now, bro. Cause you damn sure didn't do that when, uh, when, uh, what's the little boy name? August, uh, August Alcina was out here poking, poking your wife, but we're not going to talk about that though. But you didn't do none of that. Um, and then speaking of him, um, you know, and then Jaden, what's the little boy named Jaden Smith out here talking about? That's what we do. What I don't understand is how are you best friends with somebody who slept with your mama? Like, that's what we do. And you out here touting that and, and you cool with that. And then you want to turn around and say, that's what we do. Like the whole Smith family is just weird. And I look back at a lot of y'all um, who I see and follow on social media. And I'm like, y'all are absolutely weird. The pettiness, the, the, you know, the, 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 the. Uh, wanted to you know give your 2k 2k two cents when y'all can't even get your own relationships together it's just really really weird that y'all are all of a sudden relationship counselors all of a sudden y'all are the ones that give the best relationship advice but y'all can't even control what's going on in your own home so um 
I mean, yeah, it happened, but guess what? I don't care. I, I really don't care. Um, it ain't got nothing to do with me, and it really ain't got nothing to do with y'all. So, I mean, if that's what y'all like to do, have at it, but y'all not going to get it here on this on this show. Um, y'all not going to get it here on the show, but yeah, Jaden Smith, I'm definitely looking at you a little weird. Um, you're, you're very weird. Um, but you know, that kind of goes with the whole, the whole dynamic dynamic of what's been going on with the entire family. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like the Academy should kind of step in. Um, and like I said, Will Smith, would you have done that if that was the rock hosting the show? Would you have done that if Jimmy Fallon was hosting the show? Um, would you have done that to anybody else? Like you kind of low key picked your way through. And, and if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't for someone like Chris Rock, you probably would have sat there and just been laughing like you initially were the entire time. And just had to sit there and get your butt chewed out on your way home from those Oscars is the way I look at it. So, um, it was, you know, well played. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're looking kind of suspect right now. You're looking very suspect. And right now, at the end of the day, you're looking even worse than what you were um, last night. So, I mean, I hope it was worth it. Um, you might get blackballed. And if you do, I guess it's no more Fresh Prince for you. you going back to West Philadelphia. So, I mean, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I just had to get my two cents because I've been biting at my lip. I've had people call me. Um, you know, people calling me this, this, this morning and whatnot. And I just, I just don't care, man. I really don't. Um, it's just, it's just, it is what it is, man. Like there's so much more to life than just Will Smith and Chris Rock. But I mean, do y'all do y'all. That's what makes y'all, you know, I feel like misery loves company and I feel like y'all are just soaking it right on in, but Hey, what do I know? And speaking of that, let's go ahead and move on and, and talk about some actual sports, man. So, uh, yesterday we finally got our final four for men's, the college men's basketball that are being held this weekend. And that is Villanova, Kansas, Duke, and Carolina, North Carolina. Um, so you actually have your thoroughbreds or your blue bloods of college basketball actually, uh, into the final four, which is kind of cool. Um, you know, I, I find it weird that we've had the NCAA tournament for so long and Carolina and Duke has most really especially Carolina has been relevant since at least eh, almost 40 years now and then you can put Duke in for the last 30 years about 30 some odd years now a little more than 30 years this is the first time they're actually not only meeting in the NCAA tournament but also meeting in the national semifinals so I felt that was very that was an interesting stat and now you got Duke who lost at Coach K, the, le- the legendary Coach K's um, last uh, home game in Cameron, North Carolina, for them to be able to try to re- regain it with Coach K's last season, um, last season that he's coaching this year to kind of come back and rebound and hopefully take him to the championship game. What better way to do it? Um, but also Carolina, they got all the they got all the swag. I mean, they they were able to. Um, beat St. Pete's yesterday, St. Peter's, they beat them very soundly, um, and we'll talk about that in a second, but, you know, they, they beat them, they, they're on, they're, their swag is on a million right now, they ain't got nothing to lose, um, I think the fact that they were able to, they didn't just beat Duke in, in Cameron, North Carolina, they embarrassed Duke in Cameron, North Carolina, so that's definitely going to be pay, playing a mind in Coach K, but they also have a whole week to be able to prep and get ready, so... Um, I think really this is a Duke team that, you know, we kind of thought was going to be able to um, make make a deep run just based off the fact that this is Coach K's last season. But also at the same time, they've been actually they, they've grown. They've, they've been able to kind of tell Coach K, now nah, we don't want to play zone. We want to go to man. And, and Coach K is listening to them. So um, it's very, very, very interesting to see. Side note, I don't know if anybody's noticed this, but has anybody else found it weird? Um <laughs> 
For this to be Coach K's last season, if anybody knows Duke and their history of their players, <laughs> one Bobby Hurley, one Chris, Christian Leitner, uh, what's the little boy's name that be kicking people in the nuts all the time? Grayson Allen, I believe is his name. Um, JJ Reddick. For in, in people's hint, hint, wink, wink, stomp, stomp. If you're catching on what I'm saying, it's mighty, mighty funny that this tournament team, especially this Duke team, Coach K is gone. And I'll quote the movie. And if you know the movie, then you know what I'm talking about. It's very, very interesting that Coach K has gone, has gone to the Glory Road tactics. Um, and if you don't know what Glory Road is, Google it. It's a Disney movie based on a true story. That's all I'm going to leave it at. But it's very, very funny that this season, uh, Coach K, or this NCAA tournament, I should say, Coach K has gone full Glory, glory Road. Um, it's very, 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 I think he's only playing seven players. So from one to seven. I just leave it at that. Just, just look up what Glory Road is, and you'll know what I'm talking about. But I do find that to be very, very interesting that he's doing that on his final year, when based off of the the 30 some plus years that Duke has had one of those players that I named as their uh, end all be all face of the campus for their men's basketball team. But um, yeah, so if I had to take a pick, I'm probably gonna say um, maybe Duke can probably get into it and figure it out. Um, by the way, I'm pretty sure CBS is happy as all get out because this is probably going to be the highest, highest view, more the most viewed basketball game, probably pros or college. I say within the last 10 to 15 years, like everybody wants to see Duke win or everybody wants to see Duke lose and everybody wants to see Carolina win or vice versa. So I think this is a good win for uh, college for CBS, really, for them to be able to get a, uh, a thoroughbred or a, a good game like that to be in the national semifinal game. Now, moving on to Kansas and Villanova, I believe. I believe Villanova has won two championships in the last few years or so, something like that. Um, and then you got Kansas, who I can't think the last time they won was with Mario Chalmers, um, if I'm not mistaken. So that shows you my age. But um, who do I think is going to win? Yes, both, one of them will, both teams will play hard and one of them will win. I don't know. I haven't watched not a single Kansas game this season. Um, I've watched the Villanova game. Um, I feel bad for my man who literally blew his uh, Achilles out at the last second. Um, but that's all I got for you. Like, I don't I don't know too much um, about neither one of these teams. It just shows you that, like I've been saying, um, I said it on social media the other day, college basketball used to be where you could see anybody under the age of 22 that was one of your best basketball players in the world. It's not like that anymore. The transfer portals changed the game. It's a lot of one and dones going on. And I'm going to be honest with you, this draft class right now, <laughs> Um, outside of Chet Holmgren for Gonzaga and uh, um, Paolo Banchero for, for the Duke Blue Devils, I don't know who else plays college basketball. I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. Like, that's all I got for you. And that's not just a knock on me. Um, but that's just a knock on college basketball in the total. Like, they, it's just not what it used to be. Um, I think betting has been able to keep college basketball afloat, um, which is through triple play parlays a lot. But outside of that, like, it ain't what it used to be. The competition's a lot. It's, it's spread out, as you can see in this uh, entire tournament. It's it's it is you know it's it's a crapshoot, and, and and it's I don't know if that hurts the game or helps the game, but I think parity is a lot closer than what it was when you got two uh, a 15 seed beating a two seeded team. It was a couple years ago, I think 2019, when a 16 team beat a one seeded team. You mean it's it's it's, it's an up there. I think a, a an 11 seed has gone to the final four within the last couple of years. Years, so yeah, I mean, college basketball is cool and all, but it's just one of those things that I just can't get into it. I ain't gonna lie. Um, I just can't get into it. Um, there's just a lot of things that 
for me is watching the product itself. I don't like that after a made free throw, you can sub players in or the team that made a free throw can call a timeout. Like, I don't understand. That's one thing. And I just don't understand how the last minute of a game can last over 30 minutes. It's just mind boggling. It's just very, very hard for me to watch it. So that's neither here or there. Um, but yeah, speaking of Gonzaga, yo, can we stop anointing the Notre Dame of football? The number one seeded team throughout the year, like they need to just not. They can be in the. They can be in the top twenty-five, maybe, but they can't be in the top ten. Um, it is a waste of time. It is a waste of effort for Mark. It is a waste of time and it is a waste of unused data. Um, everyone keeps saying Gonzaga plays in a smaller conference, which is true. If you put them in the Pac-12, I still think they'll be okay. Um, will they'll be as good as what they have been? Maybe because the Pac-12 isn't used. To, they're not what they used to be um, within like just the last couple of years. Outside of UCLA, uh, maybe USC, Oregon's had a couple of good years. But outside of that, you ain't got nothing in the Pac-12. So you put them in there. Okay, cool. But they're not going to do anything. Um, it's just the lack of where they're located. Um, what you know, it's not even just what the, who they're playing. Like I get it that their non-conference schedule has been somewhat of a pop star, but I do think they played. I think Duke this year. I might have been Duke or Kentucky here in Vegas, um, and they lost that. Um, they've and, they, and everyone talks about their not and their their non conference games are terrible, but they lost to St. Mary's and St. Mary's was to rank top twenty five at home, um, or I think they're on the road. Uh, USF University of San Francisco they weren't a bad team this year, so it's not like the the conference that they play in is a doo doo on a stick conference. Is that this team is just over the, the program in general is just overrated. And people are like, well, how do I how do I determine that? Well, I just named Villanova, Duke, North Carolina, and Kansas are all in the Final Four. You can you you got I, I can't even put on I mean I can't think of how many Hall of Famers, NBA Hall of Famers that are on those that came from those four schools alone. And I always look at that in self like, you know, I guess Chet Holmgren is probably going to be the number one overall draft pick. I, I, I mean I, I don't see it. Um, but I'm looking at Gonzaga. What have they produced in the NBA? John Stockton. Okay, arguably top five to seven greatest point guards of all time. Okay, Adam Morrison. Flop. Um, Roy Hachimura, who's, you know, Japanese, who I'm going to go hard for. His career has been up and down and fluctuated. I think this is his third season. So usually you're year number three. You should be able to hit that turnaround. You, you should be able to start seeing some improvement. I haven't really seen that this year. I know it's been an injury real season. Um, so I always look at that. Like, how many NBA players are you are you producing into college? Into you know, what's your program doing to produce NBA players for you to be ranked number one? I don't see it. I don't see nothing. Um, you had Drew Timmy, the dude with the 70s porn stash, who came back another year. Like, that was stupid. Why did you come back another year for the same results? Like, you really thought that you all was gonna win the chip? Really? Like, you, you need to submit your analysis immediately because you're on some you're on something. Um, you're totally on something for you to think that. Um, so, and, and that's my always thing is that if you come back, are you really helping your draft stock? Probably not. Like if anything, it might hurt your draft stock, but it's not going to help your draft stock. So he's going to go top 10. And if you don't have the top two picks in the NBA draft for the last couple of years, it just shows you that you're really playing with fire at that point. And you don't know what you're going to get. So, I mean... Yeah, but anyways, if I were anything, Trey Gonzaga, what St. Peter's just did out of Jersey, trade their their uh, their uh, national ranking. So if Gonzaga was is going to be ranked number four next year, put St. Pete's up there, um, St. Peter's up there because they deserve it. And that was probably 
that's probably what kept me engaged in this college, this March Madness, this entire three weeks or so with St. Peter's, like their story. Um, and if you look up their story, it's actually pretty dope. Uh, they have like, I believe it's like 25% Latinos. Um, I think it's like another 30% of Asians, 20 some other percent, 20 some per- the percentage of African-Americans are in the 20s to the point where um, Caucasians are actually considered a minority. It's a very, very small school. I believe only 3,500 are enrolled in that school. It's also a commuter college, so everyone has to come in. It's not really a place where you get dorm, you know, the dorms or whatever you call them. Um, so a lot of people come from their houses or, you know, their apartments and they, they go to school. Um, but their, their entire story with their head coach, I mean, just his swag was on a million. And the thing about it is a lot of times when you're a 15 seated team, it's, it's very gimmicky, uh, for them to get to, to have this Cinderella story, you know, a team jucks, jacks up a, whole, a boatload of threes and they're just, you know, they're just a, a pure shooting three point shooting team and they can just jack up a whole bunch of shots and make it. Or another team is very, very. Um, they play a fast-paced game, up and down, um, free-flowing game, where they'll just try to outscore, outrun the other team. That's not necessarily the case with St. Peter's. Like I felt like when I watched them, they kept, they walked on the court, saying, "Yo, it's gonna be our 12. I guess it's 12 players. We got our 12 versus y'all 12, and we're gonna play y'all straight up. And whatever happens, we're just gonna leave it out on the court. And whatever happens, happens. I felt like that's what St. Peter's did." Um, and that's not a knock on them when they lost to Carolina. I mean, they got smoked by Carolina um, when they opened. I think Carolina opened up on a nine zip run to open the game, and that's that's hard to do when you when you're in college basketball nine a nine zero run opening the game. It's curtains for you. Um, it, you know, it's really hard for you to come out of that type of hole um, compared to the NBA. Um, I, I felt like they just the the luck had ran out for them, but that's not a knock on them saying that they're booty or you know that doesn't take anything away. This is probably one of the greatest. This is gonna be ESPN 30 for 30 film for show um, in the next couple of years because that's how good this team was. That's how good the nation was behind these boys. And man, I, I really hope that um, they get a little bit more. I hope that based off the ex- this exposure that they've gotten this this three weeks, um, it helps them with the recruiting class in the Jersey the tri-state area as they call it jersey um new york and possibly even out to philly but a lot majority of the kids were from philly and uh, from new york and jersey um so if they can kind of keep recruit keep their recruiting within that area because you have a boatload of talent that are right there um you you can do things but st peter's man y'all rocked the thing y'all did y'all damn thing and my hat's off to y'all and i'm rooting for y'all like again i I hope y'all are able to run it back because that was a good story um and, and it definitely was well deserved now, um, let's see. Oh yeah, Tyreek Hill, by the way, went to uh is gone to the Dolphins, I believe, and they gave up a boatload of picks for that. So Tua Tonga Viola, you have nothing, no excuses this year. I mean, you got more like I know last year, and not to change subjects, but last year I believe the Giants spent a lot of money on their offensive line, got a lot of help at the receivers, um, and it just didn't work out. Um, not to the point of what the uh, the Dolphins just did. They were able to keep Dasecki. They got Jalen Waddle, who was Tua's teammate, and now they just brought in probably top five, top seven receivers in the game. Someone who can take the top off easily. Um, they brought in Raheem Mosert, um, the running back, with a new head coach who was the same OC for for the 49ers with Raheem Mosert. So. Two ain't got no excuses at the end of the day. Um, and they gave up the farm, really, for this for this Tyreek Hill thing to go through. So we're going to find out if Tua's arm is really what it, it's supposed to be because Pat, we knew Pat Mahomes can launch the ball 60 yards. We don't know if Tua can do that. 
So are we banking on two? Are we? Is he going to be banking on Tyreek to to make a ten yard hitch route into a sixty five yard touchdown? That's going to be really interesting to see. Um, but also, I feel like this helps out Jalen Waddle a lot. Um, and I like Jalen Waddle. I know he came off of a really really bad. I think it was a broken leg or a broken foot um, coming into that um, season last year. Um, his, his last year in Alabama coming into his rookie season, I know that kind of dropped his draft stock a little bit. Um, and that's why Henry Ruggs was able to go ahead of him, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, no, that's not, no, 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 I got the draft classes all wrong. But this should help Jalen Waddle out, who's probably a better route runner than Tyreek uh, Hill, per se. Um, Tyreek is probably a better nine route who runs the fly, the streak a little bit better than Jalen. Um, but it also just evens out the field a little bit because now you can't double Jalen. You can't double Tyree because you have literally weapons all across the field. So that means Tua, this is your make it or break it year. This is your third year in the league. Um, and, and you got Tyrod Taylor, who for some reason, who somehow always ends up getting into a nice situation. So, and who also hasn't gotten a fair shake, um, at being a full-time starter in the NFL. So you got that on your neck, so I think I, I like it. Um, I think the AFC East, um, I think the AFC alone has just gotten, I mean, it's a monster. Like, it is a monster conference. I mean, you got um, you got the AFC West, which is probably going to be the best division in football. Boy, I'll tell you one thing. Out here in the West Coast, these 1 o'clock games about to be banging because I used to say it all the time, like, yo, when I'm watching Red Zone from the 10 a.m. games, which is the East Coast games at 1 p.m., um, after them, the, the first set of games go off, it'd be like two games on. Like, uh-uh, man. Like, these 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 four, these one o'clock games on the West Coast about to be lit. Like, I'm pretty sure the NFL schedule, scheduling is about to be picking up a lot where they're going to be having a lot more primetime games. And, I mean, pretty much any AFC West game could possibly slide be sliding into a Sunday night or a Monday night game. Um, so, we'll see how that ends up happening. But, um yeah, man, it's, it's going to be really, really, really interesting to see how Tyreek Hill plays out for the Dolphins. And he's just signed the fattest contract in, uh, in in wide receiver history. So we'll see how that goes. But, um, yeah, um, that's about it for today's show. Um, like I said, the dummy of the day, it's the whole fiasco of what happened last night. But I did see this last night. I was watching the game. or I was, Like I said, I, was, I wasn't watching the Oscars. I really didn't care. But one thing I did peep game was um, – during a, I guess it was a timeout or a, um, a time. It was, it was a timeout or something. But during the weekend, it was at a Timberwolves game. I guess during, I think during a break, there was a person getting a haircut. Uh, it was actually what game? What day was this on? I think it was Saturday. It might have been Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday. Um, <laughs> the, the the there was a guy. And at Target Center, who was getting a haircut in the middle of a basketball game, like, bro, what is you doing? Like, you, and then you get it, you get in the cup by somebody who works at Sport Clips. Like, come on, man. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't, you needed to wait, and you couldn't wait until before the game. Like, you couldn't call up your boy, your barber, or something like that. Like, hey, man, I need to get lined up, sitting courtside. Like, I, I just need, you know, I just need to get t- taped up real quick. You had to wait till the middle of the game for somebody to put the sports, the sport clip cape on you and just give you a one all across with no edge up. Like, bro, what was you thinking? Um, so, yeah, my man out here getting haircuts in the middle of the basketball game, bro. You got to be the dummy of the day. Like, come on, man. Then you got, you know, and then on top of that, if I was sitting next to you, bro, I would be pissed because now I got your hair grains all over my beer or anything like that. I'm trying to eat. Now I got to worry about your hair follicles falling into my food and stuff like that, bro. 
nah, man, you definitely got to get the button dummy of the day. So, yeah, Minnesota Timberwolves, like, y'all are having a great year, but, yo, like, y'all need to get y'all, like, timeouts and halftime entertainment a little bit more better than just giving out haircuts. But, once again, you listen to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Money Compton. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also email the show. Like I said, I want to hear your uh, thoughts, man, on uh, what would it take for you to take flight uh, if something like that were to happen. Like, what, give me give me a scenario where you almost have to take flight at a public set. Um, I want to hear it. So email me at uh, sportsbusiness at gmail.com. You can also check us out at the web at sportsbusiness.com. Until then, we're going to run it back next week. Um, and, yeah, we're going to talk about the results of the Final Four, and we'll go from there. Anyways, y'all be safe. Take it easy.